Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Master Your Coaching Biz, the podcast. And today's uh, guest is Heather Remick, and she is with Salesong. She's actually the owner of Salesong Studios, which is a digital marketing agency. Uh, and they do a couple other things too. So let's say hi, Heather. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Um, tell us a little bit more about you and your agency. Yes. So I, um, my agency has been around for eight years. So we started in the digital marketing space. It's still a little bit of the Wild West, but it was really <laughs> the Wild West back then. <laughs> um, and I actually come from corporate. I worked um, in Fortune 500 and marketing a long time ago. So I have that corporate aspect, but I really enjoy working with um, new, you know, newer businesses, smaller businesses to mid-sized size, size businesses in order to grow them online specifically. So if they offer a service or sell information online, that's kind of our niche spot in order to help people, you know, to get established and grow. Yeah, awesome. So thinking about that, actually, so most of our audience are those uh, new or newish uh, people or people even trying to scale um, coaches, consultants, or service providers. So, um, you know, I see here from your bio that you you support businesses by increasing their revenue, scaling online, um, kind of that support. What what does that typically look like for a new, uh, like say a new coach coming into the online space? Yes. Um, so if they're coming into the online space and they have, they've had clients and they have testimonials and case studies around some of the results they've gotten offline, um, that's an ideal situation so that we can go ahead and utilize that positioning um, in order to scale them. If they're new to coaching online and they have, or I'm sorry, new to coaching and they're starting online and they haven't coached in the past, we'll take a look at the other things that they've done and see where those skills transfer online so that we can go ahead and position them with those skills as well. Um, Online positioning is really important. Honestly, we're selling information without meeting anyone in person. They're purchasing over the computer. So there's a lot of you know, distrust to a lot of, for a lot of people. So part of our job is to build that trust position, our clients well, so that they can see the value of, you know, working with our clients and then, you know, make them feel comfortable and secure in their purchase. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So how do you, how do you start doing that? Yes. Uh, So when we have a client first come in, one of the first things that we do is um, we'll do a brand archetype, get to know their personality, get to know how they 
how they um, present best. You know, some people are very good with voice and podcasts are phenomenal for them. Some people are great with videos. Some people are prolific writers. So we always work with their skills because that's the easy, easiest way to grow. And it's what shows them in their best light when it comes to content creation. And then there are just some things that we have to do when it comes to building out that process. You know, we'll build out one or two lead magnets, sometimes three lead magnets in order to get those leads in. And then we will build out, I call it a conversion event, but it's an event that gets that lead more ready for the sale, starts to understand more a little bit about what the coaches or the consultants about, what they offer, you know, how they serve them, what the results would be, those types of things in order to move towards the sale. And then obviously if they need a sales page or sales call or they close on DMs, whatever that looks like, we'll go ahead and build out that process. Um, we do take a look at onboarding. Onboarding done well can increase the sales or resales on the back end by about 70%. So we always make sure that we hit onboarding to help those sales you know, um, in mm -hmm. the future and then take a look at fulfillment as well. So those are kind of the five key areas that we focus on. Okay. All right, awesome. So, um, so I know when we are you know, first starting out and, we're, and you know, the new coach is kind of looking at how do I even start talking about myself? How do I even um, start marketing myself? Uh, and they don't have the resources to hire somebody out. Um, you know, it's about getting uh, visible, right? Getting seen out there. So it is. how do they do that? How do they stand out from the crowd? Yes. Um, so when it comes to being seen in visibility, some of the first things that they can do are to, you know, join Facebook groups with their target audience. So, well, actually their target audience, as well as others who offer services in the space, their target audience or who they would focus on maybe serving and giving information to inside of Facebook groups. They're not going to pitch them, but they're going to position themselves as an expert and provide knowledgeable answers to questions, things of that sort. That's a great way to stand apart. Um, when it comes to the aspect of connecting with people in your space, sometimes they are, you know, you'll, you'll meet people who hold your audience, but they're not necessarily, they don't have competitive offers. So you have the opportunity to maybe refer and share within your audience. Uh, you can come in as a guest expert inside of their mastermind or coaching program to provide information to their audience. There are great ways to support each other in your growth. And then, you know, share clients as they grow out of, you know, the coaching of one client into another, or as they need additional services. Um, when it comes to the positioning around visibility, it's really important to really hone in on what you want to be known for. That that detail, it's it's kind of like the way that I say it, it's kind of like water cooler talk, right? So if I'm talking with a friend and they say, oh, I really need someone who will help me, you know, grow my lawn care business, um, you know, they would think of you as someone who grows those types of businesses, or I really need someone who handles social media, you know, for my business, I have no clue, and I need to grow this, then they can refer you for that. So being really specific about what you want to be known for, and making that very clear, very clear messaging is going to help people move forward. Um, and that builds trust. And then in that, you know, sharing testimonials and case studies and things like that on your page so that people can find you in these groups and things and then come over to follow you. You know, they'll click on your profile. They'll mm -hmm. take a look at what you have. If, you know, you've put some great content information out and they really find value in you, they'll start following you and connecting with you further. All right. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, so 
so I heard you I heard you talk a little bit about uh you know the brand and and putting standing out from the crowd with your brand as well. Um how do we use uh you know buyer psychology in positioning ourselves or in uh being able to stand out and make sales? Yes, that's one of my favorite things. Um I actually have a background in psychology and um the merging of marketing and psychology together um in a an authentic way that serves people is a brilliant move to make when it comes to connecting with audience. And part of it is understanding where they are now. You know, what are what is their schedule like? What is the availability for time? So, you know, if you have a, an audience that's very, very busy, I think most of our audiences are busy, busy, but they only have short little periods of time. Like, let's say you're selling to stay-at-home mothers with small children. Those videos that you create should not be more than five to seven minutes at max. And you can have several of them, but they need to see where they can get to a stopping point pretty quickly because you know they're going to be off and running to do other things and come back again, right? Whereas there are mm-hmm. some audiences who want to set aside a half an hour in their schedule and knock something out, right? If they're working, you know, a full-time job and they can go ahead and schedule that in. So it's taking a look at, you know, the 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 calendar of our audience and the schedule of our audience and make sure that we're creating content and creating an opportunity for a conversion event that fits in with their schedule. Um, I look, I look at holidays and seasonal calendars as well when it comes to creating content and moving them forward. Um, you know, in the weight loss industry, the first of the year is fantastic. Right before spring is fantastic. You know, so take a look at those calendars and see where you can kind of insert your business opportunity into everyone's calendar year so that you, you know, can help them move forward without necessarily having, you know, an open cart, closed cart date if you don't have that on your offer. And, um, yeah. And I would, you know, sometimes I even take a look at the personality type of my clients' audiences. So like one of my clients, he um, worked on Wall Street. He has his PhD in finance, brilliant guy, and he's teaching people how to invest. So his audience is, they tend to be professionals. They tend to be very type A. They like details. They, they're they that sage, knowledge-based professor type personality. So we know that they consume well in audio. And they also consume well in video, right? So knowing that we're going to go ahead and feed that them that type of information because that's how they learn best. Yeah, I like that. So trying to figure, kind of hone in on your ideal client's, uh, you know, way of learning and how they uh, ingest information. And um, I think that's really important. And I think that, you know, kind of what you're saying uh, revolves around making sure that we know who our ideal client is um and the and some really good specifics around it like where do they like to hang out where do they like to get that information their information so when you're thinking about so i think that all kind of goes together with that ideal client and you know the new coaches that are listening in sometimes they um feel like they can't really narrow down their niche or narrow down to one ideal client avatar right because they feel like um you know i'm limiting myself i'm not going to have as many sales and and I try to talk around like, you know, you're really going to get more sales. You're really going to be able to help more people when you're very specific. Um, but just kind of thinking around the psychology and and the positioning that you're talking about. Talk, can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, and you're 100% right. When I start working with clients who are on the smaller scale or moving online, we do niche down quite a bit. And sometimes it's niching inside of a specific industry. Like, let's say that you have a marketing agency and you're niching down towards, you know, uh, 
holistic health coaches, right? Um, I know that it feels like you're moving to a smaller audience, but the fact is, is that when they come across a marketing agency, all the other marketing agencies are going to be providing to everyone. And then they're going to come across yours and think to yourself, they're going to know how to communicate with my audience. They're going to know how to speak for me. They're going to understand my brand more because they work with brands like mine and they'll understand the competitive market as well. So they actually choose you more. Um, Generally, when I'm helping build brands, it's right around the two to three million a year mark that we start to expand that audience and scale out. So truly starting niche and growing there and then looking at the opportunity for expansion later is 100% the way to go (laughs) without question. You'll make so much more money and you'll work with higher quality clients um, and the conversations will be higher quality, be able to increase your rates quicker Um, across the board. It's a better choice. Yeah. Okay. I agree with all that. (laughs) Um, So let's kind of switch gears a little bit. So you know, you mentioned a couple of times if somebody's coming online. So there, there's a lot of coaches. I mean, I would say that a good number are are online now since since COVID the last, you know, three years, two and a half years. Most people have had to move on, but there's some people that are just starting to do that. Um, what would you say is like, you know, how? what are the basics? Like, what do they have to have in place in order to be able to move their expertise uh, online and also, you know, increase their visibility and maybe potentially retain the, you know, the offline business as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, part, part of the retaining the offline business while growing your online business is going to be schedule and making sure that you're scheduling time to grow that online business as well and serve people there. Um, when it comes to what you need, everyone moves directly to a website. And that's actually one of the last things you need. I've had clients get to a million a year without a website. Um, And we'll build out a website for them when they come in just to make sure that we have that, you know, that in place and that solidity. But you do not need that initially. Um, So investing heavily inside of that does not make sense um, for most people, at least. I would definitely focus on getting your network together, whatever social media platform you're utilizing, make sure that you have good quality content there, maybe some pen posts around what it is you do and who you serve so that they can go there and take a look at that content and um, put together a lead magnet. And like I said, some, you know, a conversion event or some conversion events that could be a challenge. We've done dozens of challenge launches. We've done lots of webinars. Um, Sometimes it's some sort of a training that's kind of a training around your core methodology, those types of things will move people forward. And they'll generally build trust and build connection quicker than a website will. Websites are great for information. They'll kind of pop around, they'll take a look at your tabs, they'll look at your about page and all that. But that's not necessarily something that's moving them towards a sale as quickly as the connection points that I spoke about. Um, And something you said earlier, which I I really want to bring attention to too, is um, take a look at where your audience already is and go there. They're already there. Like, don't create another pool for them to swim over to. Be where their pool already is. So if you know your target audience is hanging out on Instagram or if they're hanging out on LinkedIn, that's the place to start to build and really put out good content. Um, I will add, though, that like LinkedIn is a great place to build when it comes to professionals. But when you pick up your phone and you take a look at the tabs, you know, the buttons that you click on your phone, LinkedIn isn't one that people are clicking over and over again throughout the day, right? It's just not getting hit as often. So if you do have an audience on LinkedIn, I would say to also create a following on one of the platforms that 
or is more comfortable, it's more leisurely, right? Like Facebook or Instagram, if your audience is there too, so that you can put content there and they will follow you there when they're going to look at their grandkids' pictures or their, you know, niece's graduation or whatever the case may be. Um, whereas with LinkedIn, they'll hit that less often, but it's a little bit more when they're kind of business-minded. Yeah, no, I agree. So some again, some kind of, uh, you can have that audience on LinkedIn. I have a pretty big audience on LinkedIn as well, but I'm constantly taking them over to Facebook. <laughs> so it does, um, it does work better to get them more engaged on a personal level. And that's, I think that's what we have to do, right? We have to connect with people more so on a personal level uh, as coaches, like they, at least the um, getting to know us part, right? Our personality. Yeah. What we yeah. stand for. So I think that's really important. And you can do that on LinkedIn. But I, like you said, I think it's more pa- impactful and powerful uh, on a more casual atmosphere like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, whatever you're going to do there. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. And, and some of the content can be shared, you know, from one to the other. Um, sometimes, you know, people will post on a Monday on one platform and on a Thursday, that same post on a different platform so that the audience is engaging in different ways and, you know, kind of testing the waters. Um, but that said, yeah, you want to make sure that you're somewhere where they're hanging out as well as somewhere they're doing business in an ideal world. Um, you mentioned personality for them to share their personality and build trust. I was actually talking with um, one of my clients today. We were having a conversation around um, her doing, actually, she's a she's a phenomenal woman. She's in really great shape, but she's not in health and fitness space at all. And she does um, mixed martial arts and she's done it for years, but she's never spoken about it and talked about it in any way. And, um, and I told her, I'm like, you know, that's a really interesting thing to talk about because not only does it show that you're fit, so people who value that inside of a coach or consultant will be attracted to that, but also there's a mental aspect to that to that that's really enticing and people probably want to learn more about it. So if you could talk about that in the mental aspect, you know, it's, I think that's the control and the, you know, there's a, there's a whole approach around the control and the, um, I don't know, the, the, the decisions that you need to make in a quick timeframe around mm-hmm. MMA. And I think that you can utilize that, that structure to kind of moving into your consulting and coaching opportunities as well, you know, to talk about that. But, um, but I know for me, when I'm looking at hiring a coach or consultant for myself, that's really integrated into my life. I take a look at their lifestyle because I'm attracted to people who have balance in their life. That's something that I always strive for. And I've done a decent job of finding. So I'm not going to be attracted so much to someone who's very, very hustle. Um, and 24 seven, I have children and I want that balance, but some people are really attracted to that. So when you talk about your life, you give an opportunity for people to see how they, their life emulates yours, or if it emulates what they want to be, then they can kind mm-hmm. of fit into that as well. So it's business is good. Um, but talking about life is also good. We, um, I'll give my clients, it's a spreadsheet, but it, you could literally take a piece of paper and make three columns, burdens, beliefs, and um, what bothers you. So bothers, burdens, and beliefs. And if you take a look at them in business and in life, you can kind of start to jot down some of the things that are burdens, kind of like external things that are on your shoulders, your personal beliefs, and then the things that bother you, especially inside of your industry. And that's such a phenomenal way to create content um, just by taking those little tips and expanding on them. Yeah. And um especially like when you're in the industry part, we talk about uh, disruption marketing. So we're looking at disrupting our own 
area of expertise in our own industry. You know, what what don't we like about it? Um, what are the things that we want to change about it? I do caution people, though, I have to say, I've seen a lot of negative stuff where you know, one or two people or whatever, a group of people are like just consistently with the negativity. Um, and I think you have to balance that because otherwise you just come off as, to me, they look like the complainers now and I don't really want to listen to them anymore. And so I unfriend them or I block them or whatever. Um, so I think disruption marketing has its place, but I, I caution everybody to look at, um, you know, give the opposite view. Like if you're looking at something that's not working, then give the answer to what will work or, you know, an option. And don't just leave it like that you're complaining. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, it's, I usually use it as a differentiator. So like for me, with my agency, um, we believe in build out, not just consulting. So we do consulting, but we also do build out to help support the coach or consultant so that they can do what they do best. That's something that we firmly believe in. And um, we also believe in the opportunity to create messaging and be consistent throughout you know, the, the customer journey, right? So if that's a belief and that's something that is, I think, a burden in the industry because a lot of people, when they're starting off, especially, they'll buy a course for social media. Let's say they buy a course for TikTok and they buy a course for webinars and they buy a course that has email responders and they'll plug and play these. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that in general, but they're not adding in their messaging and their personality. So when people go through that process, it feels like a different kind of like voice connecting with them and it breaks mm -hmm. trust. So it's not mm -hmm. speaking, it's not necessarily complaining about the industry, but it's talking about some of the things that we've noticed that um, haven't necessarily worked when it comes to scaling a business to, you know, a certain extent. Um, so it doesn't sound complaining. It sounds more opportunity focused. And if yeah. you can position it like that, it tends to work really well. Awesome. All right. So we're actually coming down to the end of our time. Um, okay. Uh, it was a great conversation. What um, if we could kind of just put into uh, very specifically, what would you say for new coaches tips for uh, just getting online and getting visible? One or two kind of really clear things like action items they could take. Yes, um, I really like if you're good on video, I like the algorithm of YouTube. Um, it is owned by Google. There's search opportunity inside of that. So being specific and very clear around what the YouTube videos are called there's a great opportunity around that. And then making, you know, going to those in-person events and making connections with your audience and your, your coworkers more or less inside of the space, you can build connections and you that'll, you know, create opportunities for podcasts and speaking engagements and partnerships that will grow your business so incredibly quickly. So those two things, when it comes to content and relationships, I would say are some of the best moves you'll make inside your business early on. Yeah, I love that. We can definitely use in-person um, uh, networking to help with our online business. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for joining us. And um, guys, if you want to reach out to Heather, see what she's up to, you can go to salesong.co. Also, we'll have some links in the show notes, obviously, for social media for you to reach out to her as well. And um, I hope you got a lot out of this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you, Cheryl. It was great. All right. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. 
For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.